Hey, what's going on, guys? Danny here with the Point Blank Truth Podcast. I'm sitting with Derek, and our hey, hey. and our guest today was Stephanie. She's a parent in the district, a mom. Super interesting perspective. She homeschools her kids, and she's been in this fight uh, at the school board and 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 fighting for protecting the kids and leave our kids alone and parents rights and standing with the board members since before you got involved huh Derek yeah I met I met Stephanie years ago during the COVID so she's been on the front line doing this for a while so she knows a lot about she knows a lot of the stories that are going on whether it be bullying whether it be the parental consent the bills that are being passed all the way back to COVID the vaccine Jody and then she took the ball pretty much in her own hands and opened up the call for the homeschool, which is really cool to hear about. Because so I think it really gives parents like another legit option. Like mm. now, if you really don't want your kid in the school and you really feel like you're between a rock and a hard place because maybe you don't think you could take them out. Like I was excited listening to her about like what homeschooling and the co-op of parents offer. So I think it's gonna be a really good episode. It's gonna be more positive you know give parents yeah. a little bit more hope about you know the other alternative that i don't think many people really know about to be for honest. sure for sure and of and of course as always those of you who listen this is a perspective of one mom if there's a mom who has a different perspective please please come on the podcast please save your online outrage if you're not willing to come on and push back and talk to us we really don't care to hear it online talk to us on the podcast come to the school board meeting talk to us in person um yeah that's our perspective you know but anyways we have something big also coming this saturday and and steffi tell us a little bit about it so we're gonna have a stop the war on children rally it's um um organized by mom army um, Mom Army is a big nationwide group. It's actually gone worldwide. We have um, a group in uh, Germany and even Australia. Um, the group is big on exposing child trafficking um, as well as other dangers and um, things that plague children these days. So the rally is worldwide. Um, it's going to be at cities throughout our nation, but also, like I said, Germany and Canada also. It's gonna. We're gonna have a local rally here in Temecula, which is kind of cool because it's only a few cities in California. Temecula is gonna be at the Duck Pond at 1 p.m. We have some amazing speakers that have rallied for parental rights and for per the protection of children for their entire since they've been vocal. So it's it's pretty cool to be able to hear from them. So we're asking everybody bring your lawn chairs, come hang out, listen to the, what the speakers have to say, and just come support. And we want people who have never heard of these topics to come out and get exposed to what's really happening, not just in regards to child trafficking, which is a huge and scary issue, but also um, the attack on children goes down to local levels, you know, like schools, city and state. Here in California, we have a lot of things going on in Sacramento that directly attack our children and our parental rights. So come out and take a, like listen and bring your lawn chairs and hang out. Hell yeah. And we're going to be there. We're going to Derek oh yeah. and I we're going to look to kind of speak with 
the the people who are there that maybe have been labeled as evil or or horrible or I, agitators. I don't even, agitators there we go we're gonna That's do our second pbt on the street <laughs> <Yeah>. episode <laughs> so we're gonna uh speak to these agitators and see if we can kind of get to know them a little better yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. all right guys enjoy the episode uh episode nine right episode yep. nine episode nine <laughs> enjoy you ever wonder what is the truth there go those two guys again why do they care so much about the truth? I honestly think their questions for the truth are problematic. Don't we all? Stephanie, thank you for joining us. I'm excited to be here with you. Thank you for having me. This is exciting. This is cool. Yeah, yeah. So tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and where you're from. Well, um, I'm pretty much just a mom. I at one point was a working mom and early on decided that that's not what I wanted my parenting to look like. And I wanted more out of my kid's childhood. And if it was possible, then I wanted to stay at home. So I've always been that super involved mom um, at the at her school. I was probably in her school for as many hours as my my kid was. Um, let's see what else. Uh, my parents are immigrants uh, that came to this country in their teens. I'm first generation American, so I was born and raised here. Um, my native language is Spanish, so that's to the extent that like my parents raised us with dual cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents were born in El Salvador. El Salvador. She's yeah. German. <laughs> <laughs> I would say yes in German, but I don't even know how to say that. That's so funny. How did you yeah. get rid of your German accent so easily? <laughs> I guy. worked hard. You're the first. Uh, <laughs> Actually, you know, I have been labeled Nazi officially, according to some people. So, yeah, I'm a Salvador. I know. That's, yeah. what, I'm, that's yeah. what I'm laughing about it. Yeah. That's yeah. so that's so crazy that they they do that. How, you know. It's interesting because I haven't been able to talk about this yet, but when we had Danny on and he was talking about how he's like the first Latino to ever be like a school board president and like nobody ever brings that up. It's like, dude, that's crazy to me. You yeah, know? yeah. And, and that it, it is very crazy that um, they, they how things get twisted. Like, for example, calling me a Nazi. I'm like, dude, <laughs> I where would I be if we were really in, in a Nazi area, you know? I know. So, oh, or I've been called a KK, uh, that I belong in, or that I am part of the KKK. Oh, you're part. Oh, yeah, so. wow. I'm telling you, I know. <laughs> I forgot my white robe at home. Yeah. Sorry. It's they crazy. Like you go to my family um, events and it's like, we're all speaking Spanish, you know, yeah. like uh, we, our culture, our, the Salvadorian culture is highly embedded in just our day to day. Right. So it's like, right. Where are you getting this from? You don't know me. I think that that's really um, underappreciated in our culture. Mm -hmm. And I think that it has a lot to do with the narrative that they need of like everybody's racist. Right. You know, there's a lot of American whatever country you're from, like mixed and and mashed in our country. I feel like that's really undersold, especially if you are on the more conservative side, then they really don't care about that stuff. Right. And it's a very twisted narrative. For example, the Orange County School Board, um, the Orange Unified School Board, when they went to pass the parental policy, I was there and the narrative that has been spun this whole time is that 
people who are conservative and going to school boards, you know, you're right-wing extremist, white Christian nationalist, right? Mm -hmm. I go to the Orange County and there was hardly any white people there in the crowds, <laughs> you know? Um, that is yeah. It was, the signs were mostly in Spanish. Um, people were, the chants that we were yelling out, con mis hijos no te metas. Yeah, it was like, my kids. Span yeah, yeah, Spanish chants. Um, I walked around speaking to the people, you know, bumping into people and um, there was a group of ladies there that didn't even speak English and they were like, we don't quite understand everything that's being talked about right now, mm -hmm. but we're here because we know the issue. It's been explained to the, our pastor explained to us our, it, the issue. So we're here to defend our children. We just don't really understand the English part of what's happening, you know, like what's going on in the meeting right now. So it's just funny. Like, and there was a lot of, uh, it was very interfaith, like, uh, lots of faiths. There was Muslims, there was, um, there was a few Asian people too. It was just yeah. pretty mixed. So, yeah. like I said, it was hardly any white people. And yeah. but yet, yet they still sit there. Actually, <laughs> the side that showed up to counter protest, that's where you'd find a lot of the white people. Yeah. You yeah. know, so it's interesting that the narrative is like we're all white Christian nationalists and it's like <laughs> They invert <laughs> they invert literally everything. Yeah. Like seriously, yeah. they'll be like, if we call them a groomer, they start calling us a groomer. Yeah. If we if we like they seriously take everything and just like they're just yeah their propaganda is really weak i think it's weak well the only problem with that though is that they do um have a big grasp on the social media mm -hmm. so although it, it you know to us it's like this this isn't making sense it's not common sense it's not true and it's so spun out they they do have a way of um getting their message as twisted as it is out there um LA Unified had a coming out week and then uh, Fox News, Fox 11 News, not national Fox News, um, they posted it and you go and read the comments and most of the comments were, I don't think I found not one comment saying, yay, glad they're bringing this to the <coughs> yeah. schools. Yeah, you know? no. Yeah. I, yeah, I choose to believe there's a loud. So you're again, right. Yeah, it, it, I think I think I think it's shifting a lot, too. So, yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it's interesting, right? Because like. I feel like a lot of times they also kind of um, specifically the movement out here. I think they kind of shoot themselves in their foot. You know what I mean? I think that they it's so crazy. And then speaking of like the Latino thing is like we put out our our counter to their information, calling out their lies and stuff. And then we also put out a Spanish version. Right. And then all of a sudden they respond they have a, the spanish version of their thing and it's like you didn't even consider they did not. the latino community in temecula yeah. it was your last resort you saw that we were doing that and you went oh yeah i forgot we have spanish people <laughs> maybe, maybe we should go yeah, reach out to them and, and yeah. maybe that wasn't their intent but that's no. how it comes off and that's how latinos take it that's absolutely correct and and that is a little upsetting to me yeah we you were second I mean? we were we were a second thought yeah. You know, we weren't in the forefront of their of their wanting to uh, get their message out to us. Because they know you guys won't accept their message. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, another well, thing. You know yeah, what? they're like, yeah, Mexican, like family orientated. And they're all about like separating the family. And isn't like most of them are like Catholic or, you know. Yeah, there's a, um, lot, of, yeah, a lot of Catholic. But I mean, it, it is, it's so much deeper than um, just religion. It's like we're also very, religion is a huge thing, but um, we're also just, like you said, very family oriented. Yeah. Um, parents are 
when it comes to Hispanic families, I mean, I don't know yeah. about you, but my mom was culturally on conservative <laughs> and very yes. strict. Yes, like they bend over. My parents bend over backwards, which, by the way, I'm super proud of of how they raised us. Um, my dad worked, came here and worked from the ground up. Um, ended up being at a very low end job to working his way up. Worked at the same place for 40 years. Retires. They actually call him back after a few years, like, we can't find anyone to replace you. Can you come back? Hmm. So his worth ethic was high, but it was hard for, um, eco- like, the economic side of it to keep my mom home. Mm-hmm. But it was important to them. So, you know, culture-wise, we like the mom to be involved and stay home. And we like the dad um, to go and bring home the bacon, you know, stuff like that. So it's very traditional. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 100%. Thank that's, God, though. That's interesting. I mean, because yeah. now, like, think about it now. Like, seriously, no wonder the kids think the way they do if they don't have this. If both parents are at work and the kids are alone with their devices and social media and school yep. and teachers only. Yeah. Of course they're going to get, like, if they have no father figure or no parent that's, like, checking them on all the stuff that they have. Like, we didn't have full access as kids to, like, the all world's information no. yeah. in our palm. And I have said this is like, I think that the parents have been a little lackadaisical American parents as a culture It's like, I think that we like trusted the system in place and just focused on work and stuff. We weren't when we saw things that were like, huh, I don't really know how I feel about that, but that's okay. You know, and like, so now I think a lot of us, especially me, like, like speaking for me, I see things and no, I'm going to go to the school and I'm going to ask this. I don't agree with that. Why is that up? What's right. going on? And I think that this is what parents need to do in order to kind of change. If you don't, if you don't like it, you need to speak up because there's other right. people who don't care that will speak up for you. Right. Right. You know, and, and then uh, that's how you start to see the diminishing of the parental involvement. Yeah. You know, like when we just ignore it and think, well, it's okay. You know, like my kid's good, or it's okay. My kid's not getting exposed to that. My te- their teachers aren't saying this or that. But it's it's a it's a concept of like the whole thing needs to be looked at and you have to pay attention consistently because things can be seeping in and you might not even know. Yeah. So, you know, we, we kind of like jumped right into it a little I bit know. because we're so passionate about <laughs> it. And, um, but tell me a little bit more. Tell us a little bit more about like, are, are you from Temecula originally? No, Where are I'm you not. from originally? Um, I was born and raised in L.A. Uh-huh. County. Um, and, uh, uh, my parents, like I said, they worked hard. They, they achieved the American dream. So, um, to that end, I can consider myself privileged because I had my mom and my dad and they got here and worked towards the American dream and gave us like these amazing childhoods. Um, then at one point, once I was a mom, I realized, um, that the work life as successful as I could have been in it, it wasn't for me. I rather... I wanted to make the sacrifices and stay at home with my kiddo. Um, and we lived in a little bit of a ghetto area. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, I mean, to the point where my kid couldn't even play outside. And, mm. you know, it it just wasn't for us. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we ended up here because it was a, a conservative area with uh, traditional values and really pro-family. So you got how many kids do you have? Two. You have two kids. Yeah. I have a teen and a um, six-year-old. Teen and a six-year-old. Yeah. So what's that? Whole, what's your current family dynamic, if you don't mind me asking? What I mean by that is, like, 
you know, what are like some values that you feel like you prioritize and in instilling in your family and your kids? What What's important for you? Um, the number one important thing is to, is to preserve my children's innocence for as long as possible. You know, childhood lasts only like a very small part of your life. You blink and your kids are grown up. For yourself, your childhood memories, are those are going to be your core memories, you know. But it's such a small time. So I've always been big as a parent um, in making sure that my kids' childhoods are, are just wholesome, innocent, peaceful, and as extended as possible because it's such a short part of their lives. Yeah. So as a family, we that's our goal is to just preserve their childhood for as long as possible. Everything will come in due time. Yeah. You know, so um, and every generation strives to give a better life to the next. So I thought my childhood was amazing, but I will say I was exposed to a lot early on. Um, and it partially could be that um, because my parents were immigrants, they had to acclimate to the American. They had to become Americanized. Yeah. So they might not have been familiar with, you know, the whole culture here. So I probably got away with being exposing myself to things without them really even knowing. Oh, but understanding what was going right, on. Right, right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, that's, I know I want to do better for my own kids. Even though I had it pretty good, yeah. I want to do better for my own kids. And that, And that's like the balancing act, you know? It's like the truth is that the better life you give your children you also strip them of like a sense of survival that a harder life requires. Mm -hmm. So, and I feel that that's like the balancing act. We're like, well, you know, they're not going to get a convertible when they want a car. You know, right. I have, we have to oh, incorporate yeah. some sort of way to make them earn, earn things it. and understand like, hey, this isn't just free, yeah. you know? And, and that's, that's the challenge of being a parent. You know, yeah. we're all trying to figure it out. There's no book on it, you know? Yeah. So well, I think the alternative is like, yeah, it's like consider quote unquote shelter. I'd rather have them be sheltered than exposed to like all of social media. Yes. Like I just remember when we were a yeah. kid, I had to go find the face to death video. You know how hard that was to see? <laughs> now that's on your phone. Like yeah, just, it true. pops up on my like feet yeah, on, so even I'm like as an adult, see. like, holy crap, are yeah. they showing this on Instagram? This is like a face, to, like a dude getting hit by a train full on. Yeah, yeah, yeah it like, is too so much. Like, <laughs> it's too much. And then like, think about what that does. I know. You're desensitizing a child <laughs> yes. to like these yeah. things, you know? And I don't know. It's just too much. Stuff is like this. The, kids the, and what what sexual stuff. To, yeah. Yeah, they're they're sexual exposed to the so much is, now. Yeah, things are like so normal, right? It's it's like weird. It was like, um, I almost remember my mom being kind of uncomfortable leaving like her underwear magazines out in the bathroom, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like now it's like uh, you see that on a billboard. Yeah. Right outside uh, you your know, door. <laughs> and, and the other thing that I that I find comical, right, is like here we are talking about these things. And in 15 years, 30 years, maybe someone listens to what we're talking about. They're like, look, they're, look at what they're worried about. That's so crazy. Like back in like uh, when Elvis, when Elvis was around, you know, they talked about him dry rating his hips and how much of a <laughs> problem that was. You remember that? And yeah, it's like, I, now and I wonder that, like, that I know, I know, you yeah. know, is that going to happen where we're like that outdated? Yeah. But you got to <laughs> yeah, admit you know? some of this stuff 
is way too much. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, it's, yeah, it, the, and dude. It, it feels like it's been like a slow it has been. decay of this thing that exists. And yeah, it is. And we're at the end of it, though. Yeah, but you know what? It was like Yeah, slow. this is the line. This is where we're like, yes. okay, you know what? This is <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. now yeah. we're noticing it and yeah. it's too much. But I think it was slow. It was like slowly like, oh, we'll do this. We'll do that. We'll yeah. put this in a show. We'll push limits here and there. And then COVID hit. And it was like, we're going full force after that. Uh-huh. So I feel like it escalated so much more since then. So I feel like it was it was slowly seeping in over the years. Now, in hindsight, when I think about it, being in my kid's classroom, I, there's things that I caught but missed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or dismissed, I should say. Um, but then COVID hit. And it's like once the kids returned, it was like full force just in their face all this stuff that we now are like no that's too much yeah so i think there was a a very slow progression at first but now it's it's in their faces down their throats completely yeah 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 seems like everything's on fast forward since covid like all the wars the propaganda everything got like there's no more slow like drip switch, of like, hey, huh? we need to yeah. get Congress signature for war. Let's all discuss uh, it. And I was like, no, we're going to war tomorrow or whatever. And, and then we're going to give them billions. It's like, and then staying with the schools. It's like, no, we're putting the flags up and this is going on now. They could go in the girls' locker room. It's like, whoa, how did yeah, we go and, from this? And, and it's yeah. funny because I'm sure a lot of people would say like, oh, that's that's ridiculous that she said it, it COVID hit and then all this stuff happened. But it's not. You're absolutely right. Is because I, I actually wonder how much of that has to do with the environment that COVID created where mm-hmm. we were all on our phones, everybody mm-hmm. scrolling. You and, got and it. How much did we speed That's that up from just I being locked happened. up? Yeah. Think of all these young kids, okay, who weren't allowed to see friends, mm-hmm. weren't allowed to play sports. So what did they do? You handed them a device and their world became social media. Yeah. What's in social media? It's over-sexualization. It's unrealistic body images right mm-hmm. um and it's a ton of other stuff i can you could list all these negative things that social media exposes children to and if that was their main source of socialization yeah, they're right. not talking to buddies and friends and playing sports anymore and keeping busy they're just taking in 15 second videos and it got to the point where most kids don't even have a 15 second um attention, attention span, span anymore <laughs> you know like two seconds into the video and it's like swipe 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 so you're just taking all these crazy messages in and then you put them back in school and that's all that that environment becomes you know like yeah. based on social media yeah yeah so that's, yeah that's I'm, so I'm, I'm i agree with you on that for so, sure so let me ask you is that what got you involved with the school board stuff what was it that made you go hey I'm going to start speaking out or, Whew, or where or, do I begin that was back <laughs> at that one part yes it was COVID and the mass stuff. So the most, yeah, the most direct thing for me, I guess you can say, was the 2021-2022 school year. Um, during COVID, I had jumped into homeschooling my son, and he was thriving, right? The only thing that was missing for him was more socialization. So uh, I did start a co-op with him that we can talk about later. But okay. um, for my other kid, my teen, um, she was going through some stuff you know so uh we didn't do distance learning because uh it just didn't fit our family at all like i didn't want her tethered to a device i wanted us to still experience we're outdoor people we like being outside for share walks and stuff like that so distance learning wasn't going to work with us um so i enrolled her in an independent study program this is prior to 2021 right and that was tough 
we had a hard time. So come 2021, I'm like, okay, big kid is going to go back to in person. We're going to try this out again and see how it goes. Despite the COVID protocols, which I knew we were going to have a hard time with, but I figured we'll face them, you know, as they come. Um, and the youngest was never going to set foot. I, I decided then and there, like, he's going to be homeschooled indefinitely. Um, but yeah, 2021 uh, through 2022 was riddled with anxiety. Um, you know, when they started threatening over the vaccine mandates, mm-hmm. um, their COVID protocols, if you got exposed, one day it was you had to go home for a week or whatever. And then the next day it was two weeks. And then the next day it was only if you're not vaccinated. Like it was forever shifting um, to the point where at, at some point they were discriminating uh, non-vaccinated ch- children. The mass thing was huge because prior to COVID, if you um, in a work environment, if you wanted adults to mask up, you have to run a stress test on them, right? Yeah. And there's adults that have um, panic attacks or just can't handle having something in their face or breathing issues or whatnot. We told a bunch of kids they had to wear these masks. So During um, PE, too, like outside running track in a mask. Right. It was just... And then <laughs> meanwhile... Like 90 degree heat. Meanwhile, the rest of us adults didn't have to. So come, so that was pretty difficult. It created a very toxic, a divisive environment as well. And you had teachers that were coming after some students for not masking properly. You had other teachers who just didn't mm. care. So it was just a mess, right? Yeah. Um, it was it was a tough year. Then um, come February 2022 or end of January, you got Newsom who was orchestrating all of these mandates. Um, shows up at the Rams game playoffs. Massless, oh, yeah. buddy, buddy with everybody, and I have pictures. I yeah. brought receipts I that, that I can share with you guys to get that memory back. Yeah, um, yeah, all the lefty. No, I did it. Yeah, no, <laughs> they had. It was like elite central, right? Because yeah. it's in LA, so you got celebrities, politicians, all of them that were running commercials telling us to get the vaccine, um, to get mask up. They decide to go to this game and not mask at all. So then fast forward, you got students who decided students, this was student led, Mm -hmm. um, decided not to mask up. So because uh, they see the governor. Right. They had had enough. They hadn't wanted to. But, you know, they were following rules. And then governor and and everybody else is like, no apology. As a matter of fact, he ends up talking about more protocol, more mandates. And uh, meanwhile, you're finding out that the actual mandate, which I also brought (laughs) Uh, the way it reads, it states that the state was requiring um, students, schools to master students. However, it was going to be up to the schools how it was going to be enforced. Uh-huh. Really? In other words, the punishment for um, these ma- not inf- not following the mandate, the ma- or masking up, was going to be up to the school. Yeah. So what does TMS do <laughs> when the kids decided not to mask up? Morden, that principal, mm-hmm. this is where the bullying starts to become exposed. Um, Morden decides to put these kids outside. This is February in California, so we're talking 50 degree weather, raining um, for several days. I've seen that clip. I've seen that clip of the kid yes. where he was outside and he had like his jacket over yeah. him or something. Yeah. It was like, what country are we in? That is insane. That we're putting our kids out. You know, it didn't have to be my kid for yeah, me to be for you incredibly to upset. For sure. Right. So 
that's around the time we met, right, Derek? Yeah. Um, we started doing rallies and protests um, at the beginning of the school day, in the afternoon, begging p- practically the board. We had been going to school board meetings for months, begging them to do something, right, to change some of their protocol because our children were suffering. Um, then this happens, and this was like the catalyst, you know, that w- this was it. Like, mm-hmm. dude, the kids are done, you know? Yeah. Um, then we go to a school board meeting that same month, February 22, 2022, and parents signed up to speak and they give their own personal experience to the board and to Jody McClay. This is talking from the heart. This is as a parent telling you how each parent had been suffering watching their child suffer, Mm -hmm. right? Then you even had students. One young man got up there and cried. You know, you had moms crying. Mm -hmm. At the end of the meeting, and I brought that quote as well, well, you had one of the board members call us misinformation, but Here's uh, Jody McClay's quote. And to me, this is a big part of, of why she needed to be fired, mm-hmm. which has been a very controversial thing in this town. But this goes back to yeah. 2022, you know? She says, what stood out to me, though, tonight was a lot of misinformation, including some disinformation. And then she goes on to say a few other things. Then she goes, um, we will take that to heart and see if we can get some communication out this week and try and dispel some of the misinformation we heard so much up tonight. Hmm. Tell me, how is a parent telling you, hey, one of your principals put my kid outside in the rain for 10 days. Mm -hmm. Um, You had teachers retaliating at these kids, not letting them catch up with schoolwork. You had an instance where the parents rallied together and bought them pizza. Um, And, you know, I don't know what the rules are for bringing in food or whatnot, so I can't even, like, speak to that, but... The principal threw it out. <laughs> you know, and these are things that you could make the choice as a human being not to throw these children's food out, mm-hmm. right? So um, these parents are just coming in to speak to that. And she called all of us misinformation and disinformation. Mm-hmm. And this had been going on for months. This was just like the catalyst, you know, like this is it. Like we're done. You, you need to be replaced. Mm-hmm. You and the board. Mm-hmm. So when people question why um, we have three conservative members this is why yeah for sure you know i i think i think the whole COVID thing the other thing that i see that i don't like that's happened in our culture and i see it here in temecula i see it here is everybody thinks it's okay to just disregard perspectives and that's kind of why i started the podcast i think that the way our government and uh, social media silenced legitimate doctors like professional people who are the subject matter experts about the vaccine about the virus about the effectiveness of masks if their information did not go with the narrative then they were silenced right. and what that has created is almost a, a, a culture where that's just okay Right. And and that's what you see a lot happening, especially all over social media or shamed so or shamed. Either silenced or shamed. Yeah. So what happened during those school board meetings around that same time? Because Temecula wasn't the only one we had um, around the time that TMS did their little mask off thing that was completely 100 percent student led. The parents just showed up to back them. Um, you had other districts. As a matter of fact, by mid-February, 
you had, um, I want to say about 16 school districts in California that had put out a statement saying that although they were going to require masks, they weren't going to enforce it anymore. Mm-hmm. So that tells you to what extent the ability of Jody McClay and the school board at that time Actually and the principal, you know, the individual principals took part in how they enforced this and how they punished the kids. They had the ability to choose different mm-hmm. and they didn't. So upon us parents and community members showing up to speak to that, um, at one point we got labeled uh, terrorist. Or what was it? You know what I'm talking yeah, about? It was, <laughs> the it was, FBI? Yeah, domestic terrorists is still up. We still want to consider if you question the vax or question the mask mm-hmm. or but went to a school board meeting, you're like a domestic terrorist. Yeah. God forbid I defend my child. My child was having a hard time. That yeah. year sucked. And it w- I wasn't the only one. You know, there was a ton of parents. And that's how we were able to get... A ne- that's how you know how bad it was to the extent that we went and campaigned for pro-parent school board members members and got them elected. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And they want us and like the way the the news and the left is like trying to gaslight, they don't want people remembering what happened during COVID. I heard people saying like, the the schools never like forced the kids to wear a mask. (laughs) Like they're seriously trying to change history and say like that did not happen. I I really are. I'm I'm telling you. I had someone push back on some information that I had given them, right? Mm -hmm. Someone that I I had like a lot of respect for pro recall. And then he literally sent me an article saying that the government never forced the vaccine. And I'm like, Doug, (laughs) Like when you send me something so, st- I feel like it's so stupid. It is. It's <laughs> like you, you, you are literally trying to tell me that what I experienced did not happen. Mm-hmm. I don't appreciate that. And it's like it, it was mind blowing because this is what people really think. Right, and and that it starts with superintendents calling parents and their speeches misinformation. Exactly. Because that was not misinformation. No one went up there and made up anything. Every single parent spoke to their experience and to their children's experience. So to have an official who's in charge of your children, who's supposed to be for the children, come back and say, those parents over there, misinformation. We're going to put out something, you know, like totally dismissed it and said she was going to put out something. And Mm -hmm. yeah, Yeah. and no, that's what was so like kind of disheartening and crazy, but like what triggered because I remember that meeting. The parents came in and were still respectful. They were yes. emotional. It was a, all the parents were respectful. Like, you know, like they're just reading like stuff from like doctors and they're a crime. Oh, and, and then the way she responded after was so vicious. We're like, yeah. she's like almost like a psychopath. Like, oh, I could just watch <laughs> you guys cry for three hours ago. <laughs> I just heard a lot of misinformation. And misinformation. You know, that's all I heard. Her tone was gap. very, yeah, it was like, very like, oh. <laughs> Oh my like these what a bunch parents. of idiots. Yeah, That's they just crazy. came in here and I just feel like people were crying. Yeah. Even I was like, what We had the students heck? go up there and Jason Bateman. Mind you, it's not like I mean, I gotta say, since then <laughs> we we have organized and become like this grassroots movement, mm-hmm. but at that time it was just oh, par- yeah. it was parents scattered trying to figure things out, getting to know each other. The students that went up, we had no idea that they were gonna speak. You know what I mean? A lot of the parents that spoke didn't know each other. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like this collaborated um, effort to blast Morden or and it was on it was happening in several schools. So, yeah. so talk to me a little bit about 
bring us now a little bit more current, right? About a lot of parents have been reaching out to you. Some of them have been reaching out to me, but I know you've been able to kind of organize a little bit with a group of parents that have some bully issues going on in the schools, you know, like what's, how did that come about? Like, do you want to talk a little bit about that or what's going on? So, um, we exited a meeting. I don't remember how many meetings ago, but, um, as we were exiting, we saw a group of moms who were pretty distraught. So we approached them and we're like, Hey, what happened? Um, it turns out that they, these are non-political, haven't been to a school board meeting before, weren't trying to rock the boat in any way. Um, so that you even know that by the fact that they showed up to the meeting wanting to speak and showing up like at exactly the time the meeting starts, uh, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And if you've been going to school board meetings, especially here in Temecula, you know you got to show up like, you got to bust yeah. a marathon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to show up like, Three hours, four hours earlier with a picnic and like entertainment. <laughs> yeah, just to get a ticket. Yeah, just to get a ticket. If you want to speak, that's a whole nother like monster, right? You got to show up even earlier. So these moms show up at the time that they think, right? And so, of course, they didn't get to speak, unfortunately, which was very, very saddening. It, it was um, the flag policy meeting where they passed uh, banning any other flag other than state and um, American flag. So it was so crazy, the, the, the differences. You're in a meeting where you had teachers, like, throwing fits over their flags, right? And then you come outside, and there's actual parents with real, legit concerns, hmm. right, that have been going through stuff. Um, as it turns out, there's a climate of bullying, just in general in Temecula, TVUSD. It's probably happening in all schools throughout, right? Mm-hmm. But here in Temecula, there's... A climate of bullying and specifically at TMS. So TMS comes up again, right? Same principle as 2022. There seems to be uh, the way he handles things is very dismissively. So he'll call you into a meeting, it sounds like, and then, yeah, we'll take care of it. We'll go ahead and issue punishments, yada, 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 right? Standard procedure. But then nothing changes. This keeps happening. And to the extent that some kids, these parents were there to speak on it, um, their kids had gone gone through severe bullying in the locker rooms. Um, one child had actually been recorded as he used the restroom or the locker room. So <laughs> this touches on very um, delicate um, topics, mm-hmm. right? Because it goes beyond um, name calling. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, and, and especially with everything, with everything going on, social media. Well, well just with like yes. the whole, the whole girls can go in locker room, boys can go in locker room. If this is going on and just in normal locker room behavior, then can you imagine how this, if this is like a national issue, which it probably is, you know, this isn't, you know, right. it's, it's we're not specific to anything. Why is it just happening here? It's probably not. Right. Right. Um, But what matters is how it's handled, right? Yeah, yeah. And apparently it's happening so often that you have to wonder, is it being mishandled? Is is there an environment being advocated for, created maybe? Or just uh, the admin looking the other way too much, you know? Or not providing um, proper safety? Because... There's also issues in other schools. For example, Bella Vista, and that's a mom that we met. Mm -hmm. That one was, 
you you talk to these parents and like they're so desperate to get some help because yeah it makes me sad when oh, i talk to dude. moms they get tears in their eyes and they start telling me how if my son's ready i'm gonna pull him out of school it's like you know it's it's unfortunate that it's come to that but i cut you off no so. no no you're you're fine it's it's just really it's it's sad it's really sad it gets you it gets you because um kids shouldn't be going through this and the fact that the parent feels so helpless is also another layer to it right um so at bella vista this mom had an incident actually it was like a number of incidents did she tell you the story too okay so i won't speak too much to her incident um pretty much the school wasn't taking this was going on for a couple years already like we were in year two and she was still dealing with it um so she addressed the situation um she ended up having to take her son out and at the end of out of that school at the end of it all her and her son were treated as if they were the perpetrators mm-hmm. yeah yeah you know yeah. so and yeah. that's what i've been hearing a lot and i've heard that a lot specifically from tms this mm-hmm. happened in Bel- bella vista the situation i'm mm-hmm. currently talking about but um i know at tms it's happened a lot where um the perpetrators end up being who was originally the victim so right? i i'd actually be interested in knowing right like i wish someone could provide clarity on this I went to parent teacher night Mm -hmm. and uh, I was wearing the point blank truth podcast shirt. And there was a a parents that came up to me. They knew who I was and they're like, Oh, you're, you're the guy from the podcast. They actually, they they actually, uh, the mom started telling me how she was out there when that, that, that bully rally happened outside of TMS. And she was kind of telling me the situation that her son was going through. Here's my thing, right? Is like, why can't we take the parents of the kid who's being bullied and take the parents who the kid is bullying, right? Being bullied and the bully, the parents of the bully and and sit down with them in a professional manner at the district office and sort it out. Have a conversation. Yeah, sort this out. This is what's happening, you know? It's and the mom had said like, "Oh, there's laws limiting that." So, I would be interested in understanding like or having somebody clarify what those laws are. What the process is, Yeah, why can't we just fix the process? Because we obviously have a problem. If a principal doesn't want to ruffle too many feathers because he or she feels they're going to be violating a law, then let's address that. Let's clarify that, at least for the community, or let's implement some sort of policy so that we can remedy these issues. It's about fixing it, and, Mm -hmm. and, and parents should feel comfortable and confident And there's a lot of parents that don't. And the other thing that she said that really bothered me is I'm not involved in any of this recall stuff, you know, but and she's out there and she's saying that they're talking about bullying and people are driving by with recall signs, flipping the moms off. Oh, yeah. That actually that happened while we were there. Yeah. Yeah, That's that's crazy. Here's the thing. Let me let me just be super clear on this. When those when I approached those moms and spoke to them and they they told me their story on what had been happening, it was a group of moms that realized that they had um, gone their child was being bullied. Right. So they rallied together and they shared their experiences with each other, came to the board meeting, tried to speak. They didn't get a ticket to speak or they didn't get a chance to submit their card to speak. Um, so we just we told them, OK, we'll help you out to bring attention to this. Right. So all our social media pages started sharing stuff. And um, so and we put a rally together just to bring attention to it. I wanted to make sure that um, 
the message that went out for this was just bullying. Like there was no propaganda attached to it in any direction. So no anti-recall, no recall, no nothing. Like no mention of any politics. Mm -hmm. It's literally kids are suffering in school and they're not being protected. Let's bring attention to this. Mm -hmm. We show up to do this rally and it was just a handful of us. It wasn't like a threatening crowd or anything like that. Someone drives by with the recall sign honking and being loud and flipping us off yeah. within like three minutes of being there. Yeah. Why? Right. Right. <laughs> well, it's, it's, you know, and, and this is kind of the chaos that pisses me off with all of this is because if you stand against bullying in schools, they spin it as like, oh, you just don't want the three recalled. It, it's right. almost like you, you're not even acknowledging your position on this. Right. You're, you're like admitting that the three that are in the seats right now will stand with us on this issue. And, and that's a problem for you? Unless it's coming from them. Had it been coming from them, right? then whatever message they're trying to put out, that's okay. Yeah. Right? Um, we don't know if these moms are pro or anti-recall. And we, we don't, don't care. Know. We, we don't, don't care. care. Yeah. All I cared about was that these moms wanted a voice. They didn't get it that night. So because I've been involved long enough to be able to help them to get a voice and to tell like my my fellow friends that have been involved, hey, let's... Let's support these people. That's what I was able to do for them, you know, to to a very small extent because we only were out there what for one day, and it was like a handful of us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they tied it into recall efforts. Yeah. You know, and it's, and, and it's the same thing they did for the teacher them. for the teacher stuff too. Yes. It, it, they they <laughs> they tied. Oh, well, if you're against the teacher or if you're for the board members, then you're clearly against teachers. It's like, dude, what do you? Why why is it? That it seems like it's the recall effort that is creating the hate and the divisiveness. Right, the divisiveness. Why? Why does it and and why does it come off like that? What What are we doing to right. create divisiveness? As not as, not as not as board <laughs> members, right? Not as board members, but as supporters of board members. What exactly is it that we're doing to create chaos and divisiveness in our community? And dude, I don't know. These moms, one of them or two of them, whoever amount of them could have been pro recall. Yeah. For all I cared. Yeah. Yeah. I just cared to be able to help them to get a voice in this and to organize, which they had already done an excellent job of organizing within themselves because they actually have a group going um, like at least, I think, 10 families just this year who have experienced um, bullying and a negative feedback from TMS. Hmm. Oh, we've had people reaching out to us. Yeah. We've had a yeah. lot of we're gonna parents. We're going like, to have, gonna like, have parents get exposed on. now because yeah. like you said, now the parents have like a little bit of help. These are, they have a like platform. you said, these yeah, are not yeah, exactly. political a platform. These are yeah. not, these are not left or right. And, and like, they, we have no and idea. They, no. And, they, and they should be able to go to the board and express their frustration yes. and allow it to be remedied. Yes. But it seems like the situation with COVID really highlighted how the board has the ability to listen and care or not. Right. You know? So, yeah, I, I, it's it's frustrating when I heard that mom say that because I and I think you you were gonna say that as well because it also shames them the parents yes. that don't want to get involved in this it like shames them from like speaking out for their kids. You don't want your picture. Po who wants their picture posted online negatively? Yeah, with like bad commentary. Nobody does, right? I mean, some of us just got kind of used to it, but nobody really wants their picture unauthorized floating out there or a video of them. So. 
to to drive up recording flipping off and doing all that mm-hmm. you're shaming them yeah and if this was just their first attempt at trying to voice how they feel about things what do you think that does to a lot of them mm-hmm. yeah because no for sure like when you get videotaped if you've never been videotaped before for those reasons you have an, an, an initial uneasiness about it. We're yeah. like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then you kind of figure out like, oh, they just do it to everybody. I mean, like, think about the first time we got docs. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's, like, right? well, it's, it's the threat of it. That's what they, but like yeah. a normal parent, I could see. But yeah, we're just standing for like the... Because we don't even know. Like it could have been like a transgender person being bullied. The people that reach out yep. to us, we yeah. don't even it, ask yeah, that I question. Don't, I, don't even, I didn't yeah, care. It's like bullying is bullying. And it always like... It's so funny now that you mention it. Because like when I first hear about the bullying, I'm like... What's going like? I think back to our days of like, oh, well, the fights at school and stuff. But once again, it always reverts back to like this little undertone of sexual stuff in the lock. Even the kids are doing it to the other kids. Yeah, it's they're doing it to each other. Stuff. Yeah, it's always something yeah. on video where you're trying to like. There's it, something weird about and, it, and, and then the, the principal always. Well, because we started to over-sexualize our kids. I know. And, and expose them to too much yes. social media at school, etc. So now that's like the joke where it's bullying, right. kind yeah, of where you're like kids, shaming the kid in that way, like, oh, I'm gonna take a picture, you know, yes. yeah. you know, yeah. of your butt and put it, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then that adds another element, like the fact that it can go online now. Yeah. Yep. You know, this yeah. this can right. haunt a child for a very long time. So it's not the same bullying that we went through. Yeah, I had my share. Different. I probably was a bully at one point, probably. And I know for a fact I got bullied myself. Yeah. Um, but it was never going to be posted for it to haunt me for year, my entire high school, you know, years. And and I think that this is this whole bully thing is very um, intimate for me personally. And I when I get those emails from parents, I, se- I screenshot, I send it to my wife, I send it to Derek. He's like, this is why I started this. It's like people feel like they don't have a, bo- a voice and I think that's bullshit. This is like a small little, excuse my language, but I, I do. It's like a small community, you know? And like, right. we should look out for each other. Right. We should take care of each other. It frustrates me to hear that this bullying stuff is going on because during the parental right policy, there were teachers that stood up there that were talking about how transgenders are safe bullied spaces. and all this and safe spaces. Oh, yeah. It's like, well, do you only care about those kids? So well, what's going on with all the other the kids? Point what percent? Yeah. yeah. But the general population, unless and one of the emails I got from my mom talks about that. Um, she felt that unless you were a protected class, whether you're a minority or LGBTQ plus, whatever, um, what these children are going through didn't really matter. Yeah. A parent shouldn't feel like that. No, they shouldn't. And, 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 and if you are going to be an adult in our community, I don't care if you're not a teacher, if you're an adult in our community and you stand up there and you talk about how LGBTQ kids are committing suicide and being bullied and it's your fault, but then you want to drive by the bully rally and flip the parents off. And be a bully. You, you, you <laughs> right. don't, yeah, it's like Dude, you don't really believe in the stuff you're saying. Blood is in your hands. Hypothetical because that hasn't happened. I know. Right? Yeah. But yet bullying we know for a fact if it goes on for too long it turns into something horrible whether either the child commits suicide like real this actually happens yeah or they come back and retaliate to bad levels so so like the other thing that i'm seeing right and i know that you're like an expert on and i'm actually interested in talking to you about this is like ricardo talked about how where are our students going right Mm -hmm. i think he said like 
disenrollment. We're missing like 400 from them. We did the yeah, previous just year. Just at TMS? And, yeah. <laughs> like that mom told me, when my son's ready, we're going to go homeschooling. And like, I'm interested in talking to you because I know you're big on the, on the homeschooling and part of the whole pulling your kid out and the lefties around here, it blows their mind when I say defund the school system, mm-hmm. even though they ran around saying defund the police, mm-hmm. which protect us. Yeah. Um, but what I mean by defund the school system is if you have a, you have, you, you give business to a certain business, right? Like let's say, um, a dog boarding and you drop off your your dog there often and you trust these people and you think they're going to take care of your dog then you find out that they're retraining your dog <laughs> you find out that they <laughs> allow your dog to get into fights <laughs> you know are you going to keep sending your dog there are you going to keep funding this and then try to get back yeah. a cat <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Get out of here. Give me your money and scram, <laughs> bigot. You know, at one point, and like, don't be mad, right? Yeah. At one point, you're going to wake yeah, up bully. and say, maybe I shouldn't drop my kids off here and continue to fund this place. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's what I mean by defund. Yeah. I'll also drain the swamp. Yeah. Like, to what Ricardo was saying in your last mm-hmm. podcast, this has become, the school system has become a freaking business. Yeah. Like, it's nothing but a business. Mm-hmm. Um, Always has been, I think. Our kids are seen as nothing but a number in there, right? That's why Jody McLean was able to just dismiss his parents because eh, the 30 parents who are pissed off at me tonight, it's all good. I mean, little does she know that it's only us that showed up there in her presence. However, there's a whole community of us, right? Um, But we're just a number. Our students are just a number and they get treated that way. Uh, The admin is so, in my opinion, desensitized by... um, they don't see these as children anymore. And I think it speaks to what Ricardo was saying, that they haven't been in a classroom in so long that their mindset is more business mm-hmm. and more like, I don't know, data entry yeah, <laughs> yeah. than it piece, is. It's a number on a piece of paper to them. Exactly. So when I say defund the school system, which again, it's so funny how it blows their mind because they even screenshot this and send it everywhere and yeah. tie it to Dr. K, which Dr. K and I have never had a conversation about <laughs> defunding the school system. Yeah, he was an ex-teacher. Yeah. yeah that, that is what they say. They say that the, the board members are going to, they say dismantle the school no, system. No, yeah. I've never even had a conversation with them about this. It's hilarious to me. I'm like, Dr. K and I have never talked about this. As a matter of fact, I can count the conversations in one hand that I've had with him directly. And I can tell you, has never had to do any, not even close to, to this. This is yeah. my personal belief. Um, I know a lot of parents out there share this belief, a lot of homeschool, homeschooling parents that are involved. And that goes to what you were saying. Um, like, it's not that we're running from this. Uh, I pulled my kids, my oldest out. My youngest has never been in the system. And mm-hmm. God willing, as long as I can, he'll never be in the system. But... Um, I'm still involved Mm -hmm. because I know it's the issues that we face uh, at the school district. It's only a matter of time before it actually comes to my own door. For sure. To homeschool parents, right? Mm -hmm. So where they're going to have a requirement, you have to teach this, or yeah, 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 it's only a matter of time. Yeah, or that I have to uh, meet these vaccination requirements, which I've been labeled anti-vaxer. Uh huh. (laughs) It's not like these things that you get labeled are not 100% true. Like yeah. I, I'm not even going to speak to my kids' medical personal stuff, but 
not true. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, that's my whole thing. Like I'm not, I, I know there is people that pull their kids out and want to live separate from the politics. Me personally, I pulled my kids out and I'm staying involved because I understand that not only is this steps away from my own door eventually, right? If I don't do anything, but also, um, my kids are going to have to adult with these kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a society thing, yeah. you know, um, it's a society thing that I, I want to make sure that we can preserve our American traditions For sure. and I'm big on, um, achieving the American dream. And right mm-hmm. now it feels like it's slipping from our hands. Like mm-hmm. it's slowly going away. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Cause you need kids to be able to like, <clears throat> You got to think about school back in the day. It was, it was mostly for the social stuff. I don't remember anything I really learned in fifth grade, all the history and stuff. So I think homeschooling is a great option. You could teach your kids the skills you find to be important. Yeah. And then if you put them into sports or something where they get the camaraderie, then they meet their friends. So they have their group of friends, and then they could hang out with them on the weekend, but then they're in sports, and then you tra- you educate them during the day for only a couple hours, too. They don't really need eight hours of schooling. No, I do a few it's hours. It's only need like yeah. three. A week. Even the studies say yeah. that. Yeah. So Because you're, you're, you're working with one-on-one, yep. which studies show that when you work one-on-one with the child, um, they do better in that small amount of time that they do in a group setting, like when it comes to learning. Um, but uh, it's also everything you can fit in that time because you're not managing a whole classroom. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're managing the one kid. Um, I, I, I think that, um, so, sorry, I, no, I, cut, you I cut you off. I was just going to say, you know, because I'm thinking about it, right? Because, you know, I think one of the biggest things why people don't want to do that is because it, it's, it's such a hard shift, right? It's like, well, first, you're going to basically need one parent to be single income and, and home all the time. I know families who do it do it still yes i I started a co-op this goes back to my 2021 2022 issues so my my homeschool kid was thriving the other one not so much right but the homeschool kid um was the thing about homeschool is that you as a parent as a uh, primary educator you get to discover their skills you get to discover their talents um their interest their learning styles and you get to cater to that and bring what they need to learn and want to learn to life mm-hmm. right yeah. it's all like that all makes sense right it's it's a beautiful thing like and it's also your kid you have like that connection with them where right. you, you can see right. like oh yes i see the click now yes and yeah. it's and it also becomes a family thing mm-hmm. so my husband's involved in his education um i'm probably the primary educator but my husband's involved too and he's a part of it when i started the co-op we uh ended up with these amazing families with like-minded interests. And when I say that, I'm talking about um, what we want out of our children's childhood academically and socially, right? What we want them exposed to, what we don't want them exposed to, what we think they should learn, etc. And to this day, this is three years in, we have most of the same families. We actually started to grow quite a bit, bit that we had to put a cap in it because we wanted to keep um, the same values. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's been such a beautiful journey to discover how my child learns and to give him those learning yeah, experiences. Yeah, you know that's and something I'm sure that it a makes school the system bond can do. Stronger between you and your child too. Yeah, like currently I'm teaching him to read. Yeah. So when it's said and done, 
Like I taught my kid to walk. I yeah. taught my kid the alphabet and now I'm teaching him to read. Yeah. You know? Maybe the thing that scares me the most about pulling my kid out, I don't think I don't think it's as much as like, oh, they won and like now I think it's more of like it bothers me to think that the that I feel the school system failed so bad that I'm pulling my kids out to mm-hmm. teach them at home. I think that I think maybe it's more that it's like I, I, I want to have that hope, you know, it's like, hey, if there's people in bad positions, let's get them in the right positions. Right. And the let's, American way. Yeah. Right? Let's let's turn and it's this a tough around pill to swallow because yeah. I did have to pull. I eventually pulled out my team. Right. And um, yeah, it, the first few months, it was tough because for me, probably more than her, because I expected certain things um, from her high school life. You know, certain American traditions, right? Yeah, prom that I went through. and things like that. But here's the thing. If um, you can maneuver homeschooling to become what you want. So mm-hmm. although we should deprogram ourselves and not base it off of the system that we're taking them out of. Right, right. We, sh- we can. We have the flexibility as homeschool parents to make it what we want. So, for example, our homeschool co-op, um, I always tell the moms, if uh, you have an idea or if there's something that pops up that you remember that you would have wanted to see your kid do or whatever, let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. And my motto is anything they can do, we can do better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they have picture day. We can do picture day. They have. Um, and the crazy thing is I want to say, oh, they have Halloween and Valentine's Day parties. You know what? The school systems back where I'm from. They had already canceled all those things anyway. Mm-hmm. Like Temecula just happens to still be one of the remaining California districts that are pretty traditional in the er- their events. Mm-hmm. But where I come from, um, they were like extremely PC way before. So Halloween things were canceled already. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have a friend who's in the PTA and she was like, I need spirit days for winter. Right. So I threw some at her. I'm like, um, wear ugly sweater day right mm-hmm. and she came back no we can't use the word ugly <laughs> we can't so oh so she God. twisted it had to twist it to cater to this pc era right funny sweater day yeah <laughs> in creative point. sweater yeah, day or whatever yeah. you know so anything they do we can do better yeah right and yeah. we can maintain maintain yeah it's not hard either no so, explain real quick for the people who don't know maybe what a co-op is okay so a co-op <laughs> it's very vague because it can be anything you want. Uh-huh. It's a group of parents that come together and create something for their homeschool children. So it can vary between being um, where you hire a teacher or do learning pods, for example, where the parents take turns teaching stuff on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, whatever. Um, my co-op is different than that. My co-op, we um, it's co-op in the sense that we cooperate, right? Each mom pitches in something. Um, I create a year schedule, like a school year schedule, right? And it's based on like what's going on, like seasons, holidays, et cetera. And we have lessons once a week. Um, the moms sign up for a certain amount of lessons and we put it on the schedule and then it just flows. So every week we meet and um, we have our lesson hosted by whatever mom signed up. Uh, then the kids play. The lesson is pretty standard. It's read, we, we read a book to the kids. We talk about it. We have a discussion. Then we have an activity that's based on it. So this is how our co-op is established. Co-ops can be basically whatever you make it, but it's it comes down to it being a group of parents who got together to create a group 
for their children to learn and socialize. That's pretty much it. I see. I see. This it's is a beautiful all, world. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I should all, add. It's so, it's so I sh- you know, and I brought, I made a yearbook. I'm, I make the kids a yearbook, so oh, I wanted so to cool. leave this with you for oh, a little bit so that you, you. can marinate yeah. on it. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna turn my <laughs> wife already. Oh yeah. Like, oh, no, you take a look at that. <laughs> this is year one. Okay. Since then, we've evolved even more. We have spirit days, um, our field trips. Okay, dude, the first month of our co-op. We had a field trip to the sheriff's station, fire department, petting zoo. <laughs> so we do field trips. Um, one of the moms in our co-op started a scouting program. So we do, the kids earn badges. Like once a month, we turn our lesson into a badge-based lesson mm-hmm. where they have to fulfill certain requirements to earn a badge, depending on what level they are. Um, they interact with kids in, uh, in a range of ages. It's not a big range, but... You got you got like one or two 12, 11 year olds. The rest are a little younger, but that's something you don't find at school. You mm-hmm. get put with your same age group and that's your only interaction mm-hmm. is lunch and recess. Meanwhile, our kids are interacting throughout the week. We go camping together. We go to the beach together. This our last camping trip was at the beach and we spent like four days there. It was so much fun it was amazing we had um some days some days we did have like group activities where we went on a walk other days for the most part we just let the kids play and it's like they learn off each other yeah mm-hmm. they experience life together for sure they have formed bonds in the last three years um that you can't really get in a public school system because you get shifted from class to class you won't always have the same peers you know so well you know uh I was just going to say, I, I really, uh, I really admire the fact that you felt a certain way and you, you, you handled it, you know, it's like, nah, nah, we're going to take this into our own hands. And, and, and I Thank think you. that more, more parents are doing that. And, um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I still am trying to understand everything that's going on right because to understand our school district you have to understand the system that is the california school right. district and it, there's there it seems like there's so many layers and um and that's kind of what kept me involved after covid because i ended up discovering that the corruption and the um the push to control our children more have more influence over them than the own, their own parents and household um, was it's it runs deep. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, <laughs> it that's, runs very it, deep. It, it kind of seems like when you and it's like with we say that on the podcast, right? And then we're gonna say, oh, here they go. They're saying our teachers are indoctrinated. No, you're we're talking about California as a whole has an agenda, and it's mm-hmm. very clear with all of these recent bills that have been hitting the right. floors to be passed to strip parental rights away from kids to say that you don't own your kids these kids are not yours and they can emancipate at 12 yeah and it's it's if you you disagree with them and 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 i find it comical that it seems to also be the group of people who consider a fetus in the womb just a clump of cells to then say when you birth that child that's not yours that's ours right you know and at least that's what it seems like to me right and um and we've had top admin at the school say 
that they consider these their kids. Yeah. Of, you know, well, so it, and it's not he wasn't even saying it. I don't think in a like nefarious type way, mm-hmm. but it's just goes to show you how embedded it is in their heads that kids are community property. Yeah. And they're not. Yeah. My kids are my kids. I'm going to decide what they're exactly. exposed to. Yeah. I'm going to decide how they're raised. I'm going to d- decide how they're educated. I don't just wake up and say, um, I think today we can just like look at this book. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. <laughs> and I'm really, um, my homeschooling, um, I guess, uh, way of being is very um, unschooling-like. Uh-huh. But um, in the sense that I don't follow a strict program. I just, um, I follow my kids' interests. It's, a lot of it is child-led, but I include education into everything. So like just the other day he was making lit. he wanted to make lists. Mind you, he's not writing or reading yet. He's starting to. He wanted to make lists on uh, what to do at Legoland. And it's like, I seize that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, yeah. okay, well, I'll help you with the list. What do you want to write? Yeah. Okay, how does the word... Um, snow cone sound starts with the s- you know what I mean yeah, like yeah, you just yeah, throw it into yeah, everything yeah. but it's child led yeah. like he doesn't even know that I'm teaching him stuff right. at the time our first day of school um, I have like a little tradition of hitting the beach at, well with my oldest it was after sh- I'd pick her up from school we'd hit up the beach just to kind of say goodbye to summer I guess um, with my son I'm like okay how can I incorporate that tradition but homeschool right because we're at home so my lesson that day was on sand crabs and i know my children love digging up sand crabs so i talked about the anatomy of a sand crab their habitat their environment how they eat this and that and then we took off to the beach and i let him dig up sand crabs Mm -hmm. and he was like completely just all on his own digging them up pointing out the different parts we had just Mm -hmm. talked about at home with the diagram you know like yeah Homeschool life is what you make it. You can unschool, homeschool, whatever. Use this curriculum, use that. Um, team up with this mom or that. But you get to cater w- to your child's needs individually, and you get to um, bring their interests to life. So that's why I'm a huge advocate to that because we can't do that in the public school system anymore. You know, um, I'm sure we're going to get a lot of hate for this episode regardless, but I, oh, yeah. I, I appreciate I'm the anti-feminist I, <laughs> because I think we should stay home and take care of our kids. I, oh my gosh. I, I, I really <laughs> appreciate your perspective, you know, and uh, like the parallel that I see, like we had Aaron on and Aaron talked about how he feels comfortable, but his, his wife is really involved. Mm-hmm. You enjoy homeschooling because of how involved you are. Yes. You know, it's the same thing. It's a, it's, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like that. The mom is involved. Yes. So the dad is comfortable, you know, like yes. where there are parents who are experiencing their kids are experiencing They're They're experiencing their kids go through something that it seems like nobody cares about mm-hmm. and they don't know what to do, you know? And yeah, I, I hope and don't that get uh, me wrong. I'm not like typical Susie maker Susie homemaker that you know whatever my husband says oh my god yeah. you know like you could ask him yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he knows you know yeah. I have my own personality and I for sure. know, can hold my own I really appreciate having you on Stephanie thank you for coming and giving thank your you perspective guys. and um yeah I mean this was fun I'm I'm glad you guys are doing this thank you so much yeah I mean this is what it's about and it's like I, I learned so much from you it's I, I enjoy it you know when I sit here and you're talking I'm like oh man that's I didn't even think about that you know it's like yeah the wheels turn during the process and we're able to 
engage in real time and then put that out for people to see you right. know and it's uh, uh, yeah right now you just gotta hook me up with your wife so we can talk <laughs> 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 all right all right well, the school system i'm just gonna go. i'm just gonna go ahead and repeat that just in uh, case the other side needed a quick uh snippet. A quick oh. snippet yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no, i think they disappeared already stephanie <laughs> wants to defund the school system dun, oh dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Right. Thank well, thanks so for much. tuning in, guys. We'll Thank talk you. to you later.